Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us again on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan Chavez. And today, we have a really awesome episode. We are going to be talking about edibles that are kind of like vaping and smoking at the same time. And we're going to get into that a little bit and what that all means. And I am not the expert today that's going to be walking you through this. We have one of our own that we were able to bring on the show, fortunately, and that is Mike Hennessy of Wana Brands. And so, Mike, I want to give you, you are the VP of Innovation, I believe, if I read that correctly. And I want to make sure I, I give you a nice warm welcome here uh, on the Cannabis Connoisseur podcast. And thank you for jumping on. Hi, Ryan. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Look forward to chatting with you and hope everyone learns a little bit today. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, We have a lot of good listeners on here, Mike, that that do listen really closely and they, they write in questions to us and we really appreciate all of that. And so definitely to all of you out there listening, thank you so much for, uh, for, for always doing that. Um, so yeah, we have a treat for you guys today and uh, I just want to go ahead and kick it off here because I am super interested. Um, Mike, just in general, I, I, I read a little bit on, on the internet, but can you give us just a background of um, WANA and, and WANA's mission and, and what it is that you guys are looking to do just kind of as a bird's eye view here? Oh, of course. Yeah. WANA has quite a history in the cannabis industry, uh, given we were founded here in Colorado in 2010. So one of the very first OG cannabis companies. Um, we were founded by wonderful CEO Nancy Whiteman. And WANA is the largest edibles company in North America. Um, so been around for 12 years now. We've really seen the industry go from its very nascent, small, very humble beginnings to the vast multinational industry that it is today with you yeah. know, millions and millions of customers across the world. Um, we're bringing trusted, consistent, quality edibles uh, to patients and consumers. Um, you know, we really have a mission to serve the world and our tagline is to enhance people's lives. And I, and I think everyone here at WANA really embrace that. That's why we're here. Love that. You know, it's, it's about the cannabis plant and bringing all of the potential it has to help people and bring it to them in really consistent quality products. Yeah. I, I, I love that you you mentioned that. That is um, on the show. We often talk about uh, optimizing, right? And and that is everything that you know. We're I think you guys are you know talking about as well. So there's a nice parallel there between the between the two of us. But um, yeah, I love that optimizing. Um, and how about your background? Actually, I, I, now uh, how long have you been in the? I, I didn't uh, send you this question, but I was just curious. How long have you been in the cannabis industry? Well, it's, it's a question I know well. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> All right. I got into this industry right after I graduated my undergrad degree. Um, I moved out. I, so I went to the University of Maryland, studied environmental science, and came to Colorado to pursue environmental science or cannabis. Um, but I, I got right involved as soon as I got here. Um, so I've been in the industry for 10 years now. Uh, eight of those have been at WANA. Um, I was the first boots-on-the-ground sales rep here at WANA. Um, oh, wow. Used to lead the sales team during that crazy growth from 2015, 2017, um, at least here in Colorado. But I really wanted to get back into science. That was where my passion lied. And Nancy saw such a strong need to have science-led innovation at WANA. And so we created a new role within the company um, where I lead innovation. So I work on uh, heading up the R&D department, so all of our new product development and research uh, but but also, you know, education and third party research, working with academic institutions to do research on cannabis and research on our products. Wow, that's uh, that that's awesome. So you've been you've been uh, ever since college, it sounds like you've been pretty entrenched in the cannabis industry, which um, 
It's great. We need that. We need those people that are that are willing to get in there and do it. And that's why we, we put on the show as well. So love that. Um, so I, I want to get into, you know, a, a little bit of the, you know, the, the, the reason we're talking today, which is smoking versus edibles. Um, really, we're talking about edibles, but I want to talk about the difference really between smoking and edibles and, and why they may produce different effects and any information that you would have on that just to kind of kick us off in this conversation. Absolutely, Ryan. And that's huge. Everyone has known joints and edibles. They're just different, different things, different beasts. They have mm. different effects. Some prefer smoking, some prefer edibles. Some people consume both, but they're really different things, even though they're both coming from the cannabis plant. And the difference there is nothing to do with the formulation or the plant or how it was made. It's what our bodies do once we consume those products. So the real, you know, kind of quick background on this, the easy one is smoking. Smoking go into our lungs and, and our lungs have alveoli where there are direct uh, pathways from the air into our bloodstream. So the cannabinoids and cannabis smoke are readily able to directly enter our bloodstream. Once in the bloodstream, they start binding with cannabinoid receptors throughout our bodies, especially in the brain. And you feel effects very, very quickly within a minute or so. Mm-hmm. So we know that that's that's a typical inhalation experience. And we also know that edibles, you're kind of looking at your watch, you're not really sure when it's kicked in. Are you feeling it? Should you have a little bit more? There's not that direct infusion of cannabinoids directly into the bloodstream. And there's a variety of reasons for that. But, the you know, the main ones are, well, first you have to eat it. And so it's got to go through your stomach into mm-hmm. your intestines. It has to actually be absorbed. Then the other piece is the liver metabolism. And, and, and we can talk a lot more about that. I'm sure we'll dive into some more detail yeah. on that, Ryan. But the main thing is that there's this period of time waiting as you chew and eat and absorb the edible. And then there's what our bodies do to the cannabis once it's been absorbed. And mm-hmm. liver metabolism, metabolism means to chemically change. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the leading factor here is that cannabinoids are chemically changed by our body becoming new compounds, new drugs that then have different effects than inhaled cannabinoids. You're actually Mm -hmm. on two different substances, if you want to take it that way, two different drugs when you smoke versus when you take an edible. And it's so interesting. I never thought about it that way, but that is the whole 11-hydroxy THC versus the, the Delta 9 and the CBDA and the CBD, right? Like that's what you're talking about, right? When you're body converts all those things maybe not the the acids but yeah the um 11 hydroxy wow that's really interesting um and that i've heard of this first pass metabolism right and i think that's what you're 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 maybe alluding to there is can you maybe dive in on that a little bit more and uh just explain that a little bit more yeah our listeners so the key factor here is your lungs there's not first pass metabolism happening again the Mm -hmm. compounds go right into your bloodstream activate your receptors. When we orally consume things, which which is how we consume most products, most drugs, you know, we take pills, we have our liver there that is really designed to help clean the blood and to remove drugs from our system. Mm -hmm. So what our liver is actually trying to do here is it's recognizing there's a drug in our body and it's looking to remove it. And what it does is it starts to add on water-soluble functional groups in order to help excrete and remove the compound from our body. 
And there's a whole family of enzymes, CYP enzymes that work on 60 or 80% of drugs out there. Mm. And they're also what break down cannabinoids. And these CYP enzymes are like, all right, we've got a drug, time to remove it from the body. We'll go ahead and help, help clear this out. In doing so, they end up creating a new drug. It's not intentional. Our body didn't want to do this. It was trying to remove it. And it turns Delta 9 THC into 11 hydroxy THC. Mm -hmm. There's this extra functional group on it. And what that does is it makes a more potent molecule that passes the blood brain barrier a little bit more easily. It binds with, the, with our receptor more tightly. And when drugs bind receptors tightly, they stay there for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. So that's really the background behind why edibles feel so different. You've now taken the time for our bodies to ingest, go through our digestive tract, get absorbed, and then it becomes this new drug that is going to hit more potently, it's going to last longer, and it's going to have different effects than that Delta 9 THC. So when we talk about first pass metabolism, it's that as the drug first enters the body, it gets converted into a new drug. Got it. Okay. So, so, so that's what, so, and that's also why the, the edible experience often is considered more intense because it is converted into that new molecule that you're talking about that, that specifically it binds stronger to the cannabinoid receptor, right? Like it has a better lock and key mechanism, I guess, than it did before. Is exactly. that, is that accurate? Wow. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And so it'll, it'll stay there longer. It'll bind there more potent mm, and you're going to have that stronger body high type of a feeling you get from edibles. That's right. So it'll stay. That's why the edible experience will last six, you know, six to eight hours is what they, I think, tip somewhere around there, just yeah. opposed to the two to four, uh, because it's sticking in that lock and key that, you know, just longer than it normally would. And that's basically because it's a new drug that is more potent than it was before. Exactly. Wow. That's well, that, exp that clears up years of cannabis use for me and why, <laughs> and why edibles act the way they do. I, I actually have never had that clarified that way. So that's really helpful. I appreciate that, Mike. Totally. Um, and so, I mean, obviously this is really cool science. I, I think that you guys are getting into, um, but can you talk about, and, and I, I tried, you know, the, the gummies that you guys sent, the quick acting one-to-one uh, -one gummies, and I, and I loved it, and the nighttime gummies as well. Um, can you talk about the driving factor, you know, behind why you decided to do that? I'm, I'm, the science is great, but I was just, I was wondering if we can get a little bit more context as well. Right. Well, I mean, that's super important. Science is great all the time, but sometimes there's no purpose for it. You can do a lot. Of <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, you can that's do right. a lot of cool things, but there's yeah. no reason behind it. You know, why, why make it? Right. That's um, right. But there's some really strong driving factors behind fast-acting edibles. Um, you know, I think one of the, the main ones is, in some ways, a, a, a safety or better experience for new consumers. You know, long onset of edibles is fine and manageable if you're experienced. You know what you're getting yourselves involved with, and, and you, you plan that out. You, you know to keep away from the package for at least mm -hmm. an hour, if not two hours, right? But mm -hmm. we were seeing a lot of frequent overconsumption by new consumers. And by reducing that onset time, we're going to help somebody new to cannabis achieve the experience they're looking for sooner without risk of them wondering, did this work? Do I need to try again? Do I need to eat more? And so it's a really great product for can of curious new users, low dose users who don't use edibles frequently. There's this whole use case around a, a quicker onset to avoid overconsumption, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then the right. other really big driving factor is what you and I were just discussing. They're different mm-hmm. highs. They're different experiences. And really, that's what we want to try and bring to the cannabis consumer is the option to pick different experiences from the cannabis plant. Sometimes yeah. you might want that fast acting, slightly more energizing, shorter lasting high you can get from a fast acting edible or from a joint that, that smoking high, Delta nine high, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's also those Sunday evenings where you just want to stay in, lay on the couch, watch a movie and that longer lasting classic 11 hydroxy high is what you're looking that's for. That's right. Yeah. Just stay on the, get on the couch and stay on the couch. <laughs> just sit <Exactly>. there. <laughs> and there's a certain time for each and, and particularly as we yeah. think about, you know, for medical patients, it's also different use cases that you might be looking that's right. for. That, uh, yeah. And what I specifically, what I love about the concept is um, a lot of people don't want to vapor smoke, right? And and so this also provides an, an alternative to that, you know, to some extent, because it, it, it hits just like uh, very similar to, to smoking or vaping Delta 9 as well. So that it just provides an alternative to those people that aren't looking for that experience. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. And to that point, one of the things that, you know, I typically don't want to do right before bed is is smoke, but right. a lot of yeah. times cannabis can be good before bed. Mm-hmm. So uh, one, one use case of this and to kind of, you know, hint a little bit to the listeners at what might be coming from Wana, we have a fast acting sleep edible, the Wana fast asleep gummy designed to help you start feeling sleepy, getting ready for bed quickly. It's using the fast acting oh, yeah. technology, but we also see a use case for a stay asleep product. One that's going to be an 11 hydroxy high, one that will last, through the night so you can stack them together or say, you know, mm. I always sleep fine, but I always wake up at two in the morning. There's kind of this different use case for when do I yeah. want a acting sleep product or when do I want to stay asleep product? Strategizing your cannabis use is huge. I, I, yeah, I love that concept. And, and providing products that kind of fill in the gaps where people may, may need them is, is awesome. Uh, I love that. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, so, so we, we're, we're talking about these gummies. They're, they're quick acting. We understand, you know, the, the first metabolism, uh, the first pass metabolism and how that works. Can you talk about the gummy themselves and, and um, how that technology is different than what we're typically seeing and how that actually occurs? Yeah, that's, that's really the, the key to all of this. This is where the science yeah. is in. And this is, this is the fun stuff for me, but you know, it, it can be tough to wrap your head around, especially when there's so many products out there claiming nano this, emulsified that, et cetera. Yes. What does this really mean? Yeah. So with our fast acting wanna quick gummies, um, we're working with a technology that encapsulates these cannabinoids. Um, and so we're working with uh, Azuka's time infusion. And now, so here's the science. It's called thermodynamic individual molecular encapsulation. So <laughs> pause there. What the heck did I just say? <laughs> right, right. Something we old science classes, chemistry class, right? What that really means is, so this is not an emulsion. There's a lot of emulsions out there on the market. This is not that. Ours is essentially, here's here's the analogy I'll use, Ryan. Think of a cup. Let's think of a pint, pint glass. And this pint glass is lined on the inside with lipids that really like oils, fatty interior. And the outside mm-hmm. is lined with a water-soluble layer, really like mm. likes to be in water. And so what we can do is we can take our cannabinoids and water and mix it up with these cups. And the cannabinoids are going to, you know, get away, move away from the water into these little cups where they're happy. 
They're going to be very happy and thermodynamically stable within the cups. Hmm. So that's the thermodynamic part. The, they want to be inside of the cups because they don't want to be touching water. And our bodies mm -hmm. are 80% water. So cannabis mm -hmm. doesn't like to be there. Mm -hmm. Then when we talk about individual molecular encapsulation, that's talking about the size. These cups are so small that they hold one cannabinoid molecule. It's not a glob of molecules. It's not a bunch of molecules. Each molecule has an individual cup. Again, sort of lock and key that they fit together in. Hmm. So now you have this Trojan horse that's the size of one and a half nanometers holding a cannabinoid floating around our body, able to quickly move around and be absorbed naturally because it's now water soluble. So you have this very small water soluble layer containing the cannabinoids. And so when it's passing around oh. through the liver, our body doesn't see a drug. The drug's not there. It's this water soluble thing and it moves on by. Wow. When these cups get near a cannabinoid receptor, they go, oh, wow, that's actually an even better home. I want to be at the receptor. So they leave the cup on the open end, and they go and they bind with the cannabinoid receptor. They're thermodynamically more attracted to cannabinoid receptors than they are our delivery system. So that's kind of the two cents of you encapsulate the cannabinoid molecules, mm -hmm. put them in our gummies. They're consumed, they're absorbed much more rapidly because they're now water-soluble. They're not interacting with the liver nearly as much, and they're going directly to the receptors where they can deliver the cannabinoids. Just, you know, very similar to how we're delivering cannabinoids through inhalation. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, uh, that, that makes a ton of sense. And, and the thermodynamic, you said it's thermodynamically attracted to the receptor, and I'm just, is that what you said? Is, what does that mean? Is that heat-based or... Uh, it, really what it means is that at a chemistry level, mm -hmm. the, the molecules, the atoms, the electrons, they would mm. prefer to be inside the encapsulation than in our, the, the water of our body. And they would yeah. prefer to be in a receptor than in our encapsulation. So this is talking yeah. about uh, the chemistry of the molecule, how its atoms and electrons, electrons. are arranged. Yeah they're going to have different, you know, I, I don't want to dive into too much detail, but <laughs> I'm interested, but I, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that so, makes sense. You know, these cannabinoids are very nonpolar and they don't want to be yeah. polar things like water. And yeah. there's a nice pocket in a cannabinoid receptor. It's highly nonpolar that just fits just like a lock and key, this cannabinoid. Wow. And so the, so it just makes the science work really nicely to, to do exactly what we want it to do, which is to just shoot in there and just get sucked right up into one of these receptors once it passes by one. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And how fast, like, could that happen? You know, does some of this, does some of this happen, like, as you're swallowing the gummy, like, as it's going into your, like, down your esophagus? And, like, is, is, is it happening then where you know, this transfer to the cannabinoid receptors or really great, great question. So if the, the encapsulation size is so small that when you chew the gummy and especially if you chew slowly and suck on it, you're going to get a lot of um, sublingual absorption, buccal absorption through the cheeks. You're going to get absorption in the mouth and that's where you're going to get really fast onset. Once it enters yep. your esophagus and stomach, you actually don't have ways for most molecules to be absorbed in the stomach. 
absorption really happens in the intestines. So here's something that I think a lot of people will find really interesting about the fast acting edibles. It's highly dependent on your energy level as well as the meals you've eaten and how frequently or, or, or how recently you've eaten. So if you eat a big cheeseburger right before eating a quick gummy, your body still has to digest that cheeseburger. And mm-hmm. there's also something really interesting that happens when we're talking about where does the cannabinoid want to be, whether it's in the encapsulation or outside of the encapsulation, Cannabinoids like fats. So if you eat a really fatty meal, Mm -hmm. those cannabinoids in our encapsulation, in our cups, will wind up in the stomach mixed with fats. And some of those cannabinoids are going to want to be in the fat instead of the encapsulation. Mm. Wow. What you end up doing there is actually making a bit more of an 11-hydroxy high. So you'll have a Uh slower onset and a slightly more intense high. So if you want the fastest onset with a wanna quick, go for a run. On an empty stomach, eat a wanna quick gummy, chew it, suck on it, and then swallow it, and you're gonna have effects very quickly. We've seen it, you know, five minutes or less. But if yeah. you have been laying around doing nothing all day, ate a cheesesteak, and eat a wanna quick gummy, it might take up to as long as 25, we've even seen as high as 30 minutes to take effect. Now, wow. the average is really five to 15, but it depends on what you've been doing and, and what you've eaten. It, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if you're if it's mixing with the cheeseburger, it, you know, fat soluble, it's going to go that way, and if it's it, some may go the other way. Um, that's that's uh, that that's really interesting. Um, I, I didn't I didn't expect any of that stuff to be uh, the answer to any of that. <laughs> so that's that's cool. Um, I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask you also. Um, does this affect the terpenes as well? during that process is that um because I, and i want to ask you too the running you mentioned running versus sitting down and not doing anything is that because your blood flow is is moving the cannabinoid through different like to different receptors in your body or what would i'm just curious those two things also that you mentioned it's blood flow and it's this sort of um energy level when when you're yeah. running your whole body your your breathing your blood um, as well as your body gets really tuned to, I need more fats and sugars to keep going. And so you're tuned that as soon as you ingest something, your body's like, there it is, sugar. I'm going to consume this. I need this. Mm-hmm. So it's it's ready and wants more nutrients and energy. Whereas if you've been sitting around all day, the brain's not telling the stomach, I, I need more energy. You know, you, yeah. you haven't primed the system to want to digest quickly. Yeah. Now, that makes Terpenes. I love talking about terpenes. So I think me too. Great question. (laughs) Yeah. Are they involved in the process? So there's a couple questions there. One is, are they involved with first pass metabolism? We believe they are metabolized in some way, but there's not a whole lot of research as to, is there an 11 hydroxy of terpenes? Are they broken down in other ways? Um, What is their bioavailability? Current, you know, current research out there shows that they act a lot like cannabinoids in the sense that they are absorbed, but not readily in an edible. You know how cannabis has maybe a 10% absorption? It looks Mm -hmm. like terpenes probably have some low level of absorption similar to cannabinoids, which makes Mm -hmm. sense because their their chemistry, their structure is similar. They're also Mm -hmm. fatty lipids. Yeah. So while there's not a whole lot known about what is the metabolism, what is the absorption, um, 
This, mind you, is actually one of the things Juan is doing research on today. Um, we've got an animal model study in Israel looking at this. But mm. what we can also say is that the similar chemistry of terpenes to cannabinoids likely means that they're also encapsulated in this quick technology. That mm -hmm. there's this cup that likes to hold fatty substances. Terpenes are going to be happier there. They're going to want to be encapsulated um, and could also be delivered to different receptors in the body from the same delivery system. So, so we think it's possible that the the THC along the cannabinoids along with the terpenes could be getting delivered in the same way, and and therefore just have. It sounds like a very similar experience to vaping or smoking because of that reason. They're both getting there at the same time. So, yes, yeah. and you know, just to be clear, I, I like to be very transparent and clear on the science. We don't know, but like you said, it's possible. I even think likely. Um, but we're doing research right now uh, to start, sort of validate that question and have an answer of whether or not this is happening, which I'm really looking forward to. I am too, <laughs> because this is actually something for me. Like, I, you know, for edibles, um, I really like uh, vaping. Typically, I don't smoke. I vape flour is what I typically do. Um, just because I, I love getting the terpene effect. And I find that it's really the terpenes for me that I'm more attracted to. Like I, I can go as low as, you know, something like a Delta 8 or like a softer cannabinoid, so to speak, um, but still get the effects that I want simply by the strains that I'm using. So I think it's, um, which would be the terpenes, obviously. But what I found is with the quick-acting gummies, it, it feels similar to that. And, and it makes me believe, this is why I was curious, that terpenes... Uh, would could possibly have something to do. So I, I'm very interested in hearing the answer to that and would love to stay in touch when you find that out. Yeah, we'll so. do another podcast on it once we get the data. Yeah, I would love to do that. We'll do one on terpene absorption through edibles. That, that'd be or something along those lines. We'll figure it out, but <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I guess uh, the other thing here, there, there's quite a few gummies that that you guys offer at this point, and I and I had a few of them as well, and I thought they were great. I loved again the the effects were very similar to honestly they they hit like they, those things they really do hit when you take them. <laughs> so I was I was I was uh, I was impressed by those. Um, what what is the most popular? Do you have like a most popular like a like a bestseller type of gummy that typically you guys are running out of all the time? Or I'm curious what those are. Or if you have a favorite one yourself, personally? If you look nationally, sativas are the more popular gummy. Um, yeah. And so that would be like our mango sativas, our, the assorted pack sativas. Um, another one that's really quickly risen in states where we have the quick gummies are the peach bellini sativas. So I, I think in most states, peach bellini quick gummies are, are the number one. Um, some mm. markets, we still haven't gotten the quick there yet. We're working on it, everyone. We'll get them there soon. <laughs> um, yeah. Our big push right now. But sativa is really popular. Now, what is also interesting is there's regional differences. Um, certain areas do prefer indicas or high CBD. Interesting. Things we've oftentimes seen, let's use Colorado as an example. We'll oftentimes mm -hmm. see a lot of the mountain towns preferring indicas and a lot of the front range preferring sativa. Uh, oh, really? I don't know what the background is on that, but it's it's you know a little interesting there. That is, I that is so interesting. Uh, Any so is that? I would be curious to look at that data and see where in the country who's using what, and you know, then hypothesize why that may be happening, and you know, throw it together. But um, that's uh, that that is interesting. What, what about um, 
your favorite gummy? Like, do you have one that you like as well? Well, I believe you were just talking about it, Ryan, the one-to-one quick gummy, the strawberry margarita. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Is that that's the one you like? Yeah, that's my favorite. I, You know, I'm always working on new products, too. So oftentimes I, I get infatuated with the newest and greatest. But <laughs> say, you know, my, my go-to day-to-day is the one-to-one strawberry marg. Um, these days, though, we just launched the Wana Spectrum gummies. And these are live rosin gummies. They're made with fresh frozen cannabis. Um, and then we're infusing the live rosin right into the gummies with that fast acting technology. So wow. now you're getting the fast acting, the smoker's high, the quicker experience, but you're getting that really just wide spectrum of terpenes for that entourage effect. feels even yeah. more like smoking than a regular quick gummy. And, and that's from the live rosin that you're saying that, that creates that? Yeah. So a lot of terpenes end up being uh, lost in the drying and curing process. You have these monoterpenes. They're the, the lighter mm-hmm. weight, more volatile terpenes. You, you can have significant 30, 40, 50, 60% loss of monoterpenes just in a curing process. Uh, wow. in, in a few weeks, you can lose most of those compounds. We get around that with our distillate gummies by doing terpene reintroductions. But even then, you're not capturing really the full profile of the plant as it existed when it was alive. So, so by flash freezing cannabis plants, you stop biological processes as it was living. So that's where this mm. word live comes from, live rosin. You're sort of capturing the plant as it was alive in the grow. And anyone who's been in a grow knows how you know magnificent that smells during flower. You just press pause on the plant right there and you capture all the terpenes, the cannabinoid profile, as it was existing on that living plant. So awesome. you're getting this really wide profile. You get a lot more nuanced highs. You feel it more throughout your whole body. There's a lot more, I think, just sensations and effects. Um, plus, you get a bit more of that strain-specific feel to them. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that's, that's what it – I mean, if you're keeping all of that, that seems like you know that would be the result. You're getting – a something a little bit more accurate than what you would get otherwise just based on that. That's, that's great. You guys are, uh, well, I mean, that was, that was kind of my next question too. I, I mean, I'm sure there may be more, but I'm, I'm curious. Um, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. What, what may be next for Wana? What is it that you guys are looking at next? Well, I think we're still getting the, the Lyra's and the spectrum products out. Yeah. Available. Um, they're, they're available across Colorado and we're looking yep. to, Dial in our supply chain um, to offer this in all of our other markets here over the next year. Really looking at expanding that. So if you haven't tried them yet, they're coming soon. We're really excited about that. Um, Some other stuff that my team's got in the works is a lot more focus on other minor cannabinoids and other Mm -hmm. cases. So you might be familiar with our Optimals line. We have products Mm -hmm. for sleep. Uh, We have products for... um, uh, really utilizing THCV and the energizing yep. effects there. We're going to be coming out with more products for, as I was alluding to earlier, kind of a, a longer lasting, lasting 11 hydroxy sleep product um, and utilizing more CBG. Um, I'm, I'm really interested in some of the relaxing properties, stress relieving properties that CBG might have and how it can synergize with CBD and THC. Um, so Interesting. more expansion on the Optimals products coming soon. Um, and then really, Ryan, one of the things that Juan is trying to lead the way in is true research and product validation. You know, mm-hmm. I, we've sent you some of these quick gummies. 
you can take them and say, wow, these really do work. I'd like to go even beyond that type of validation and get towards actual research, observational trials, clinical trials on our products. So we're partnering mm -hmm. with a couple institutions um, in Israel, uh, with some academic institutions here in Colorado and in Maryland to do research on our products. Um, so I'm really looking forward to sharing more of that with everyone in the near future. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. And everything you've shared today has been uh has been fantastic. Really appreciate it. Very interesting stuff. And um, all things that we don't really talk about too much on here, but I think a lot of people have interest in. And again, this is all kind of newer, right? This is like newer technology that's only been around for, well, I think a few years at the most, right? Yep. So yeah, so this is uh, really interesting stuff. Um, thanks, Mike. And if listeners want to find out more, uh, there, where, where would you recommend that they go to find out more about what you guys are doing over at Wano? Well, it's easy. Uh, Wana Brands, and it's W-A-N-A, wanabrands.com. Um, we've got a learn page there. We've got blog posts. We have videos. You can see me uh, dressed up acting in some funny commercials there if you want. That's right. Um, as well mm -hmm. as we have some educational information. Um, so Wana Brands is a great site. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we actually use our Instagram to post a lot of educational content and um, as well as places to win free prizes and learn when new products are coming out. It's great. Yeah. And I've been to that website um, and, and it's it's really resourceful, very resourceful and educational. So those of you that are interested, definitely take a look on there. There's there's a lot of really great information that you're going to want to check out going over to the WANA website. Awesome. Well, Mike, uh, Mike Hennessy, VP of Innovation at WANA Brands here. I, I am so thankful that you decided to come on the show here and, and uh, let our listeners know some of these insights that we didn't have before. This has been really helpful. Thank you. Yes, Ryan, it was really my pleasure. Thanks again. Absolutely. And for those of you out there, I just I want to thank you again for, for coming on another episode with us and um, having a chat with Mike. And if you want to learn about more about the Cannabis Connoisseur podcast, you can go to thecannabisc.com. You can go to thecannabisc at gmail.com. Shoot us a note. A lot of people are, have been doing that recently. We appreciate it. We are also on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Cannabis C Handles. And we just want to thank you guys always for coming back, always being great listeners. And we cannot wait to see you next week on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. See you soon, guys. Thanks, Mike.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your canna confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.